This is the second parak of the Yevil part of Shemitah Yevil. Parak was the first part. Now we talk more about Yevil and the selling of the land. The original one with Yeshua ben Nun that was divided among the twelve shvatim can never be sold for eternity. It says the land will not be sold forever. If a person makes a sale and he says this is forever, because they try to do that, of the pasuk we just quoted, and what they do doesn't impact, doesn't doesn't affect. It's not like the shot that the sales talk a good and that they're everyone alive. No, the fact they tried to do it, they're everyone alive. Even though they made this condition, it doesn't make a difference. The field goes back to its original owner, the ancestral owner, when Yevil comes. We'll see more cases, yeah. Base. What if I sell it for 60 years? So I am selling it past Yevil, but I put, a, I put, a, put a cap on it. Then Yevil comes and does not go back to the owner. It goes back on Yevil if you try to sell it in a way that Yevil will never have an effect, ever. So, it, or, or, if I sell it, or, I, or I sell it without saying for how long it is. So then the assumption is that we have to assume it goes back by Yevil, and then I'm expected to price it accordingly, but that's good. Now, 60 years, how many Yevils pass? One. Actually, it could be two, right? It could be if you do, if you, if three years before Yevil, you have two Yevils in the next 60 years. Right now, and if you use it, like, I'll complain, what if I sell it to you for a thousand years? I don't know. Now I'm going to give you the example of 60. But, okay, Gimel. Um, even though eventually you always get it back, right? We just said the ancestral field that you got from your father, from his father, from his father, etc., from those who entered Eretz Yisrael to Yeshua, that land, right? So the people who inherited, who came there to Yisrael, got the land, and they gave it to their kids. Their kids are eternally. Everyone always has a piece in Eretz Yisrael, right? So you should not sell that, or a person who owns a house in a in a walled city. So over there, there's a whole okay. different din. That's another. The next pair will talk about that. A person who buys a house in a walled city and doesn't and, and doesn't doesn't buy, buy it back from the from the, from the from the buyer, then the seller, or sorry, the, the buyer. I'm sorry, who bought this from the guy can get it forever. Can become his ancestral field. So once it becomes your ancestral field, either because you got it from your father's father's father of the Yeshua Ben Nun, or one of your you or one of your ancestors bought this house in the ancestral land, you should not sell it, even though eventually you'll get it back anyways. Elim Kain Hen, unless you push it, need because you became poor. Shemar says, The pasuk says the person becomes poor, sells from his ancestral heritage, and the pasuk continues. But the pasuk shows us that the only appropriate context to sell that ancestral ancestral land is if you push it, need the money. But to sell it, just to have the money in the bank account, or to have extra money to invest. If you want to take the money to buy other things, vessels, animals, and slaves, that's not appropriate. You're only allowed to sell that land. You're only supposed to sell that land if you push the money to buy food. But if a person sells it anyway, he's not supposed to. The sale is valid. You are not allowed to buy. I'm not mechuyev to ask you what's your shaykh to this property. Not my job, not my business. Your business makes you have to sell it. You want to know if it's stolen property or not? Whatever was it? That's, that's, that's in my, that's strategic, but it's not my chiv, it's not my problem. The issue is in the seller. So you can play dumb. <laughs> yep, dalit. The dalit babayis, didn't about the irchoyimo, basad, didn't chuza. It says about you, babayis or babayis? Oh, here, okay, babayis, sorry. So, badanin, one second. What's about you, babayis? Badanin babayis, babayis. <laughs> no. Interesting, yes. So the commie is the wrong place. But Donald Mabezdin, but Donald Mabezdin, bought the Arachaima, Ubisada, Dinah Chuzah. So, that's the way you're supposed to read it. Akaponim, so, there was this concept, it's basically saying that 
the, the din of a person who sells his ancestral heritage, or a person who sells uh, a, 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 a house in a walled city, which is also considered ancestral property. So those are things that Bezdin can address. It's not just between the seller and the buyer. I think that's what this line is saying. I'm not totally sure what the line is saying. Din What is the din of someone who sells his Inheritance. ancestral field? I guess that was like a, like a doma. Like, let's talk about these two dinners. Yeah. So the, the next pair is going to be the, the, the walled city, the house in the walled city. Your ancestral heritage field, mm-hmm. when I sell it to you, the appropriate thing is to make a calculation how many years are remaining to Because right? you're not supposed to overcharge another yid. You shouldn't also undercharge another yid if you're buying. So I think, how many years are left to Yevo? Oh, so that's first of all. Okay, so that's that, that's so let's back up a second. Din was it if someone sells an ancestral heritage? So the din is if a person does sell his ancestral heritage, like we said in, in the previous halacha, hopefully it's only only if the person is takapur. A person should make a calculation that when he when he bought it, it depends on how many years left to yevil. So if I bought it for 100, 100 zuz and it's ten years left to yevil, it was ten zuz per year. But at any time the 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 seller comes to the buyer and says, listen, I want to buy back my ancestral field from you. You make a calculation of how many years you had the field and benefited from it. Deduct that from the money you bought, you paid. And return the rest. For example, if he's 10 years left to evil, he sold him the field for 100 dinner. Comes out 10 per year, right? The buyer had the field for three years. And then the seller comes and says, Listen, I want to buy it back from you. He gives him 70 dinner. Then the guy has to give him back the field. 30 dinner he gets to keep because he benefited 10, 10 per year. 10 times 3 is 30. But 70, he reimburses him, he runs him 30. He refunds him 70, excuse me, and he gives him back the field. Now, this is only the ancestral field. It's not a field you can't do that to. If he eats it for six years, then he gives him a refund in 40 dinner. He returns the field to him. If the guy doesn't redeem it, he lets the buyer keep it until you're able, then he goes, the field goes back to him with no money. Shemet says, according to the number, and Rashi in the Pasuk of this says, Shnei here has no meaning. The Torah intends you to understand Shnei as years and as two. So according to the years of, the minimum of two years of, we'll see more about two years later, of the two years, it's sold to you. In other words, this Pasuk is a Pasuk talking about the Salacha. That if I sell you my ancestral field, and then I come and say, listen, I want you to sell it back to me. You have an obligation to sell it back to me, and I have an obligation to uh, uh, only demand reimbursement based on uh, the amount of years that are left, that I, that I used it. This guy sold his ancestral field, but he sold it to him when it's full of produce, ready to harvest. So he got a good deal. He got a field with harvest. After two years, he comes and says, listen, I want to buy back the field. Um, uh, uh, so so, so give back the field, and I'll reimburse you 80, right? He can't tell him, but... When I got it, it was full of produce. Therefore, you owe back to me with produce. You can't say that. That's not, that's not a time. If he buys this right before Rosh Hashanah, and it's full of produce, and after two years, he comes to redeem them to buy back the field. Turns out the buyer ate three crops in only two years. Because when he bought it, he already had the first one ready to go. He only had to work and produce two more. He, I mean, he, he, had, he had to work and produce two more, but one of them he got for free. He only calculates the fact that guy had it for two years, and therefore only, only reimburses him, and he has to reimburse him 80. 
he can't tell him, I'm only reimbursing you 70 because you got one for free. That's not true. It has to be reimbursed him 80. Shemrat says... It is true, but, but, but not in terms of... It's not, it's not accurate. It's not legitimate. Al-Piyah Shonim, based on the years, it's not based on the crop. Zion. Now, Hakonim So, over here, it's talking about reeds. So, shoots, twigs, and, 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 and wild figs. It's kind of shoots, and tomorrow says twigs, and bears, shikma, wild, wild, uh, uh, fruits and wild fig trees in the field. When the buyer buys the field, he gets these things. You're considered part of the field. The guy can't say next day, by the way, I didn't mean to sell you these things. I'm going to come on taking, taking the twigs and these wild figs that are growing there. You can't say that. You have, however, a field, a tree, and this tree was part of the field, and then it dried up or became cut, chopped down. Right? That's, that, that's the case over here. It got chopped down or dried up. But the bull's not allowed to touch it. Why? Because the, the, when the buyer bought the field, right, he only has the rights to this field till Yevil. Not more. It's, it's essentially a long rental till Yevil or however long you have it's one. It's not buying, actually. It's not buying. That's either lease. Because it's not, a lease is a good word. Yeah. Now, in Torah, the, the, the person who takes a property, what his rights to do with the property differ if it's a purchase, if it's a rental. Right. How much could you change the property, dig, or build things? Good. Akaponim, call it a lease if you want. Yeah, it's like a lease till Yevil. Good. So, so the tree that was assumed to be part of the character and going to return back to me in Yevil, so you're not, now that it's dried up and I'm not going to get it, you can't just take it and get rid of it. You're essentially cheating me out of something I should have gotten. I can't take it either because I sold you the field. So in case you ask me what you do with it, you mocher sell the, sell the dried up tree, and buy with the property, money property. The buyer who bought the tree with the field has the rights to that property to benefit from whatever he can do with it, the produce and any usage, storage, whatever he wants, until the, the seller comes along to buy it back, or to you and then until then, until the guy comes to redeem it. So until the seller comes to buy it back, or until Yevo comes, the buyer has the right to benefit from the dried out tree's uh, 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 asset, if you call it. Yeah, that's a person who buys an ancestral field. He, he works in the field, he plants trees. Now the price went up, right? Now this is empty tree, empty field has lots of nice trees. When he goes back to Yevo, we said before that he doesn't get any refund because the Yevo, he, he brought it on to Yevo. He evaluates the, 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 the appreciation of the, the value of the trees, how much they add. Has to, and and the, the, um, the, uh, the owner has to uh, t- takes that money. Has to pay for the right. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, the original owner who's getting his field back has to give him the, the money he invested back, right? Or whatever he whatever he benefited from. Now this is this is Dafkin not talking about a case where it just went up by itself because of market value. It went up because he invested in it. Shemrat says v'yatzim karbayis when a person Pastor talks about when a person uh, uh, buys a house in a walled city. So mimkar chayz the mimkar tells you that the, the thing you sold goes back in the evil. But the thing that you improve in the property, if I plant the trees in your property, I get to keep that. I can't keep the trees. I keep the money of the trees. You pay me money. Good, okay, so that's, that's, that's the word. So therefore, and, and this is not a, not a chayk, this is a mishpat. <laughs> if this wasn't the halacha, no one's going to no, invest in, in improving property when they buy it. No one's going to buy my property. Tess, what if, I, what if I build buildings on your property? Listen, I'm not going to talk about this in this period. So I think it talks about it elsewhere. That's, a, that's another story. Akaponim, trees are more organic to properties. For sure, for sure you have to be in birds. Could be when you build things as well. All right, tests. 
Yeah, I think so. Or if, or if you, let's say you don't, let's say you, uh, you, you dig very hard to, and you make a well. Now there's a well in the field. Now the value doubles. Yeah, I think the same thing. Lachayda. Any, any investment in the property, that's the verdict. Test. Hamayicha as tzadayu b'zmanshi yevonayu. A person sells the field to his friend when yevol is around. This thing about coming to this to the buyer and saying, "Mister, here's your money back. Give me back the property." You have to wait two years. The pachas any more to legal pachas shami can't do less than two years. Shemad says the mispash shnei tivuish for the years of the for the amount number of years of grain or of of produce yimachach he sold to you. So shnei here means the years and it means two. Even if the buyer also agrees, they both agree. Let's finally sell back to you the next day. Aser. Shemar, it says, The amount of years, two years, after Yevil, you should buy back from your fellow. It has to be a minimum of two years from the date of sale. Earlier than that, you now let us sell and buy property. And I'm thinking that might be, because if you could sell and buy so quickly, right, you could start flipping, maybe it would make the prices go up. Could be, would be, uh, I don't know. Uh, all right, you could, cause, well, the truth is, you could really sell to Ruven to buy from Shimon and sell to Levi the next day. You just can't sell it back to Ruven. Or you can't sell it back to Shimon. All right, good. This din, that after two years I can come and say, listen, here's the money that you paid me, minus two years. I demand you sell me back my property. In order to be allowed, be allowed to do that, besides two years passing on the calendar, it has to also be that he, he benefited from two crops. Well, we'll see. We'll see. In other words, it has to be able to have done so at least. The buyer has to have benefited or eaten, so to speak, two crops into two years. But afterwards, the seller has the right to demand he sell it back. The Shemad says, years of produce. Therefore, if one of the two years was Shemitah, which you can't, you can't produce anything, or you're able probably, or it wasn't halakhically problematic, but practically speaking, it was a year when there was, Shedolfin Yorakin is like different kinds of winds and all kinds of like, you know, environmental conditions was impossible to grow things. It doesn't count. You have to wait an extra year. You have to have two years where a crop is a theoretical option. If the buyer chose to leave it uh, empty, and then one year he took produced and ate from it, or he, or the first year he benefited from it, the second year he just plowed it or he let it, he didn't plant it. Then that does count towards two years because he chose not to cultivate the field. He has to have the option of doing so, and then it counts two years. This is this is a new a new topic. I don't know why the Rambam didn't make a new halacha over here. The Chardish should be the beginning of halacha your days. But be that as it may, a person sold a field during Yevol. Enim Keres's sale is automatically invalidated. the money because if Yevol is a vatal mechira, if it makes the property go back during when Yevol comes, so obviously during Yevol it makes the it makes the, it makes it go back right away. So you see Yevol taka happens from every not just the first moment, but beginning till end. Every moment in Yevol is constantly uprooting uh, or returning the property to its original owners. But you base marcha shana achas nevi Yevol. A person sells his ancestral heritage one year before Yevol had a lekeach oichel oisa shana shnia achay Yevol. The lekeach gets to eat a year before Yevol. And after Yevol, she never said shnei tivuos. This did of shnei tivuos uproots the din of Yevol. You have to always have a minimum of two years, and then after you have it for two years, it can go back to the original owner, either through being the guy uh, reimbursing you and taking the money, you know, getting the money back, giving the money back and taking it back, or Yevol comes. But you have to have two years, and if you don't have two years, then you can't do either. You can't demand to buy it back, and you can't, and Yevol doesn't make it go back either. Yud Gimel, the truth is, the year before Yevol is Shemitah. So that wouldn't count either. 
Muslim Zag, and this happened two years before Yehud. But the point is the same. Okay, you Person sold a field, and basically the area he sold him was not shaykh. It was an ancestral field, but it was an ancestral field. You couldn't plant anything there because it was full of water. It was a swamp. It became a lake, yeah, uh, or, or, or it was uh, it was a, it was rocky. It was a, one big slab of stone. So therefore, you can't plant. In that case, the din of two years does not apply. Shemad says, "Mispashne two is the years of number of, of years of produce." So therefore, a field which theoretically you can produce produce, that's the field that you can't demand the guy sell it back to you until two years past. But if it's not shy to plant there, because it's not a place you plant, it's a big rock slab, then, uh, then, then the deed doesn't apply. Then the next day after I sell it to you, I can give, I can dem- I can, uh, give the money back and demand it back to you. If I don't redeem it, despite the fact that it's not shy to plant, then still that does go back by Yevil. So I can't buy it back, but Yevil still, 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 still takes effect. This is the one case where there's no din of Shnei Tevuis, but there is din of Yevil. So when Yevil comes, you get back your, your swamp, ancestral swamp. It happens sometimes. You have places where it just becomes a swampy bunch of just, just, you know, there's different environmental conditions. The ocean, you know, there's a storm and then it just sort of takes over an entire small island. Different things happen, yeah? All right, you're down. Right. Malchit Lanis, a person sells trees, and Muslim Zagin, that he sold the tree in an he doesn't get any property with the tree. Right, there's no land, just trees. He cannot, um, sorry, so, so, yeah, but even though there's no property, still the din applies that he cannot uh, demand that the, the buyer sell it back to him till two years pass, and you're in the because trees you can cultivate for produce, obviously. We're talking about fruit trees over here, not sycamore trees, yeah? Or not pine trees. If he, if he does not redeem them, doesn't buy them back, they don't go back to Yev. Hashem says, he goes back to his inheritance, it's not, not trees. So again, we're talking about a case where there's no, the trees he sold were not, and even if they, it was, I have a stay but I'm only selling you the trees, not any property. Maybe I'm selling you the rights to walk in my property to cultivate your trees. Muslim Zag, and Alf became, when Yevil comes, does not return. So I, here's before I get the previous case. Here, there's no Yevil, but there is the right to demand, uh, 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 to, you can buy it back. After two years only. Tezvav. So I, one person sells it to someone else. And then the guy who bought it from the, the, the ancestral owner, so after buying it, sold to somebody else. V'shem l'shishi says this comes to the third person. Afilu mea zechazeh even hundred after the other. Shnasiyev when evil comes, tax the l'rishi. Well, l'rishi always go back to the first person. So you have a, if every year it gets sold, you have forty nine different people. It always goes back to the original owner. So every year evil the whole area is like a checkerboard gets re rearranged. Everyone everyone gets back to their uh, their original land. So all the all the original families get the land back. So Shemad says, When Yevil comes, the field goes back to the person he bought it from, to the one who has the ancestral land. You don't say that when the second first person sells the second person, and Yevil comes, it goes, it goes back to the first person. When the, when, when the second person sells to a third person, Yevil comes, it goes back to the second person. That's not true. It goes back to the first person always. It's called original owner. Original owner, yeah, it's the Russian. Original owner, good. Yeah, like the houses in Hayyan. See, those are like, you know, the first person sold it to... Oh, Now, what happens... That, that's Yevil. If you want to come and, and buy it back, though, but the guy you sold it to, sold it already. What happens? The first person sold it for 100 dinner. 
he sold his ancestral heritage to somebody else. And he doubled his money. The, yeah, the first, the first, the, the guy went and bought it. He made a profit. He doubled his money. Right? Now the guy comes and says, "I want to buy my property back." So he says, "I'm sorry, I sold it to the other guy." Now, how is he? Have to, who does he? But obviously, he has to buy it back from the, new, the current owner or the current leaser, if you will. But how much does he pay him? He only asked to make a chesh. I sold it for a hundred. My chesh was that's ten for the next ten, ten, ten dinner for the next ten years. So therefore, he goes to the second guy and he says to him that five years passed. I paid a hundred. Here is fifty. Give me back the property. Shemar says he shall the person we sold to. So yeah. Um, Right, so sorry, he goes to the first guy, he gives him 50, and then he takes the field from the second guy. Second guy then goes to the first guy and says, listen, Buster, you owe me 100, because I bought it for 200 and five, I'm saying in a case where he sold it right away, he flipped it right away, that, that, yeah, keep it simple, right? He says, he has to reimburse him 100. But the original owner is not, it's not his problem in terms of what happens after he sells it to the first person. If your first guy buys it from the original owner for 200, but then he can't find the he has to take a loss and he sells it only for 100 and then the owner can say one second if I know about this he goes to the other person says you paid 100 here is and five years pass here is 50 you can make the property and and the first guy has his money so he's happy right similarly what happens if he sells it for 100 and the buyer improved the land not sorry it improved automatically by like market value went up not because he invested in it but now it's worth 200 so how much does he have to pay for half 150 based on the price he's, that he sold it for if it's vicarious he sold it for 200 went down in value to 100 you go based on what is now what's the principle here's the sums it up you always try to improve the power of the person who sold his ancestral heritage and you, you weaken the of the buyer it seems you always want to give the person who owns this who, whose family has his property the koyach to buy it back in the easiest way that seems to be the the, 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 what do you call it? The favoritism of the, of the court. You design. And he had other fields. He had, he had an ancestral field, but he was also, he had other property that he bought from other people. But then he says, you know what? I regret selling my ancestral heritage. I want to sell that property and now buy back my ancestral heritage. We said you could buy back the field, right? You could demand it for sell back to you. Ain Shema, in this case, you don't listen to him. Shema says, He has to find new assets to beguile his field. It has to be the money I came into wasn't available to me when I sold it to you. So the whole thing we said till now, that after two years pass, I can come to you with money and demand you sell me back my field is only if I didn't have the option of doing that, the Shasa sold it. The chaim love will go. What if I borrowed money to redeem it from you? Ainshemli, don't listen to him. Shemar says, "Be sicker yaday." He has to get 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 money. Lo yishil, but not that he buys, not that he he um, borrows. The Gemara's lashon is "Ain a girl lechat, ain a loy for goyo, ain a girl lechat soyin." That's the Gemara says lashon over here. So it has to be davka that he has. Um, that he got money afterwards, right? Because remember, you're only supposed to sell why person doesn't have partial money to feed himself and his family. That's the only appropriate time to sell, and therefore the only the only way you could buy back is if you sold it appropriately and didn't have anything else, right? If he gets some money, but not enough, he can afford to buy back half the field. He sold it for hundred. Five years passed. He has twenty-five. 
Any shame that listen to shame about the gulos according to the gula. A goyal is kulei in a goyal. Either the whole thing or nothing. If his relatives come and say, listen, you know, anybody who shyach to redeem him wants to come and redeem the property from people that he can't afford it. Goyalim, they have the right. They have the right to demand anybody who shyach to be a yerish. And, and they go together of of basically anybody shaykh to be a yerish at the loose definition basically they can they have the right to redeem it it says the relative can come and redeem it so the cousin can come and say listen he can afford it but I'm going to redeem it because I'm going to make you buy back to me if you want to see more on the topic look at the end of Sefer Rus that was the whole thing with Boyaz and Elimelech he bought the field back for, okay your test person who gives the field as a gift Right? Does guys pay a penny? The field does go back during your evil. Shemrat says the Shuvi Isha Khazase goes back each man to his his, his uh, ancestry. But Abba Matana includes a gift, not just a sale. Right, and the next day he gets back. He it belongs to the family estate. Good. He just happens to be a link in the here's, chain. Here's the cash. If he sells if he gives Matana, he says, here's Matana. And is he also over on the love of? We said before in the first beginning of the period that, you, that, that you're not allowed to sell. It's, 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 it's not a gift. No, so we know for sure that the, the matana is invalid. I mean, we know for sure it's going to return back in Yevil. But is he over on the love for trying to do so? If he tries to sell it, the love he's over the love. Question: If he tries to give, it, he's over the love. All right, Akasha. Um, when brothers divide in the state, this is a little interesting. I'm not sure you understand this. When brothers divide in the state, they're considered like buyers. When Yevil comes, right? So Yaakov passes away. His land is divided among twelve sons. Each one gets a piece of the property. Comes Yevil just for that one year. It all goes back together again. And then after Yevil again, they redivide it. Either originally they don't have to redivide. They go back to the original division. But for for, for Yevil, it's one big field. Now loyalty bottle Oh. That the original division doesn't get to come bottle, but um, no. but just for, for huh? But what? But for Yevil, it, it goes back to the, to the original ownership. So but that, so that that means clear though that that if that's the case, that every Yevil, every single property goes back to who it belonged to when Yeshua Nun came there to sow, because original family, right? Yeah, but okay. One of those sons, in that example of Yaakov's twelve kids, is thirteen in the property. The oldest gets two, right? That's similarly that 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 that's also part of this whole thing. Goes back to the one, one big, the whole. What do you call it? We are gambling, and there's like other money in the center of the table. The pool, the pot. Yeah, goes back to the pot. Right, he gets his brother's property. The same thing goes goes all goes back to the estate. Right. So when Yevo comes, he has to give back the part that he. Oh, by the, by by. Oh, by a yibum, when a person gets his brother's, his dead brother's property, that taka goes back to the estate and he gets a different, different chelik of the property. Okay? That's interesting. And then, and then that, that year, and then they all work together for that year. Yeah, that year it's all one big happy family, right? They, don't, they, they all used to use it together. Yeah, they like each other. Yeah. No, so during Yevo, so during Yevo. So the kids, when they come, by kids becomes one big land for Yevil, just for Yevil. The a person Yam's brother, that's not what happens. By Yibo, by Yevil, the part he gets goes back to the family, but he takes a different part. He's not. He doesn't use it all the way them together. Apparently, okay. A person's wife passes away, and even though the family inherits her, the husband inherits her. In exchange for the fact he's mechuyiv to bury her, 
So I pay for a funeral. Even though this yusha is midarbanon, also chayzik the van they want to strengthen their takana. Kishal tayr make it like a deraisa. We'll see even more than a deraisa. But any max yevul, it does not go back in yevul. So he keeps it forever. So yeah, she was an only child, let's say, and she got the property. He and, and she passed away, and he inherits it forever. And the if this property happens to be very important to the family, it's an ancestral family burial plot. In that case, he has to give it back because it's a problem for the mishpacha to lose that. But they give him money instead. And um, the, his wife's portion over there, which he has the right to bury her in, that part they don't have to pay him for it. That part he keeps. He's chayav to bury her. Therefore, he's not entitled. No, because this is their, this is their, midari uh, deris. This is their burial plot. It's considered very embarrassing not to not be able to keep that. That was a social. That, this is the social uh, uh, norm. Times of the Rambam. Times of the times of the Gemara. Okay.